want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny Hi. computer. Hi. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, Welcome. That's Taryn. And that's Sheridan. And this is Thanks, tiny computer. I left you hanging on that one. Rude. <laughs> it's cute when you say it alone sometimes. No. No, it's not. Honestly, the truth is, I forgot to say it. <laughs> you want to try one more time? You were staring right into my soul and I just froze. This is... Thanks, thanks tiny, tiny computer. computer. Man, we were really good at this. We are really good. Okay, so... Okay, you need rude. a mute. Rude. <laughs> we don't need to hear anything from your laptop. Okay. This 1999 <laughs> laptop... Dell PC. I definitely think that's like a 2004. <laughs> Ooh, upgraded five years later. <laughs> awesome. You know, it's time. muted. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How is your week going? Um, I feel like I haven't seen you forever. Okay, we've seen each other every single day except for the last one day. No, su- we didn't see each other Sunday, Monday, and now today. Okay, we you're finally right. Got to you're reunite. right. I didn't see. I didn't see you all day Sunday or Monday. That's right. Two days was a long time. After seeing each other every single day. I was missing you. I'm not kidding. I decided on Sunday when I woke up that I was just going to not come over because I feel like nobody's going to tell me not to show up, (laughs) but also please leave our house. And so I decided I'm just going to stay away from their house today. But Monday, I don't know why I didn't come over. Well, Sunday I was like, well... I really wish Sheridan was here, but she has her daughter, and I'm sure that they want to just have some mommy-daughter time, and I didn't want to intrude. See? We are both having the same conundrum, but we just didn't communicate it. So I invited you over at 7.30, and you said it's too late for that shit. Oh, my God. It was way too late. I was already naked in bed. You also got to miss out. Last night, we went to Chewy's for dinner. Cause we okay, want... that's really rude that you're talking about that. I've been craving Chewy's. Well, they have a limited menu, but they have a great patio. We are all alone. In fact, our waitress barely waited on us. You're like, can we have some salsa? <laughs> no? Okay. She did not want to bring a salsa. It was so weird. But you know what came on the radio? Hanson. BB Mac. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember BB Mac. Until you're back here, baby. She invented Miss dance moves. You want to need you now. I wish everybody Until could see what I'm saying. Until you're baby. Yeah. Wow, you remember so many of the lyrics. It's just the There's same. a feeling inside I want you to know. And you are the one and I can't let, let go. you go. We're going to cut all that to say. And I wonder. <laughs> No, she's gonna. <laughs> what is going on? I'm happy to see you. I can That's tell. Been oh my two God, days. A, I'm gonna crack. Oh God, I hit my microphone. Don't it's hit getting, your mic. It's getting crazy over here. Whoa. So can I just say one of the reasons we saw each other almost every single day last week? It's because it was my birthday. I know. I feel bad because on our episode with Devin, we didn't sing you happy birthday. And it actually came out on my birthday. I know. That's okay because we didn't do anything for your birthday really either. So, Well, the other fun thing we did in honor of your birthday. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. We're we are waiting in the wings for you. Call us Lynn Manuel. <laughs> we're ready for Broadway. Oh my God. It was so great. Taryn did the sweetest thing and she ordered 
cookies, Hamilton cookies, and oh, I definitely will post a picture. They're so cute. The cookies are adorable. Um, it was so cute. So the day of Hamilton, I had a unexpected birthday party. We were gonna float the river, but that didn't happen because it's supposed to be a big percentage of rain in Tahlequah. Did it rain? It was you like know, the most beautiful I day. I thought about calling somebody in Tahlequah and just saying, did it rain here today? And if they said no, I was going to be mad. But I couldn't be mad because I had the most fun day ever. It was honestly perfect. It was perfect. Everybody that came was so excited to just chill instead of have to worry about driving there and floating, getting hot and sweaty and potentially being rained on, yada, yada. So we had a great time. Taryn let us borrow the pool. And then she got off work a little early and we got to party together. It was and really fun. Hamilton. And then Hamilton. It was so good. It was a great week. It was so good. So it was fun celebrating. And we have one more celebration. Devin's yeah. like, how many birthday parties is Sheridan? I'm like, this is uncharacteristic of Sheridan. So I don't even really enjoy this. And we were I was just talking to the girls that came to the unexpected birthday party about it being unexpected birthday party. They're like, well, since we're in town, we just decided we'll bring all this stuff for your birthday. And I was like, okay. It was really sweet. And tomorrow's thing is because Miller wants to have a party with me. So that's what I told Evan. I'm excited about it. It's just a long, it's just a, it's just cookout and pool time. That's really all it is. Um, But I did want to tell you, we went to Turkey Mountain today to hike. Who was that other kid? That's Meeker's kids. Aww. So Alan and Meeker's kids came with me. It was so fun. The kids were great. We had a good time. Uh, Miller fell on a rock and she didn't hurt herself but she got really dirty on her hands and so when we got down to back to the parking lot she went to the bathroom to wash her hands and while we were waiting these boys walked by and they were eight nine ten years old like three or four of them and he goes did you know that Jesus backwards is sausage <laughs> trying not to like burst out laughter in his face i have literally never thought of that in my 31 years of life it's it's jesus jesus uh-huh. so i got it i got it she's saying it in her head she's like jesus sausage i just as a kid i never felt inclined to talk to adults no he didn't tell me he was telling his friend i'm eavesdropper oh. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe he walked up to you and said that. I'm a teacher. I've missed listening on conversations children have. Well, that makes me think of the time Devin and I were at Home Depot. This was like several years ago now. And there were these two twin, identical twin little girls in front of us checking out. And they were just yammering on with each other. And the one goes, M-O-G. <laughs> and they're probably like four. My oh God. <laughs> It was the cutest thing. We still say that. emoji. Emoji. Oh, so sweet. But yeah. That, I mean, I'm like, we haven't been separated but for two days. What happened? I heard BB Mac on the radio. I heard this boy say sausage. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the things we have to tell each other. Important, hard-hitting facts. Yeah. So, anyways. That's amazing. Has anything else happened these last days i haven't seen you that you'd like to share with the world um i cleaned the front door <laughs> i made egg salad and did you put mayo in it and i had to boil the eggs and then i was out of bread and 
You cleaned the front door. Literally. Don't overexert yourself. It's been two days. Oh, wait. The front door was actually really dirty because I had that. I did a painting on it for Ren. Yeah, you might want to explain yourself. It sounds like you really overexerted yourself just wiping the glass door off. But really, you had to like scrape it off. Yeah, I bet if you spray it with water, it's it just rolls right up. Now this conversation's gone too far. <laughs> it actually, I think it sounds really satisfying. It was satisfying. <laughs> but Listen, I don't... There are small joys in this world that we need to remind you all of. So I, over COVID, I started painting. We have a glass screen door. So I started painting the storm door. There you go. I did like a avocado that said thanks an avocado (laughs) said avocado good day something like that have an avocado good day no avocado day (laughs) avocado day and then i painted i'll post pictures on our instagram but then i painted a happy graduation for my baby stepchild my youngest stepchild. Um, also, let's talk about this weekend. We're going to go see baby Scarlett. I know. So my oldest stepchild, Alex, she has a little girl named Scarlett, and she's going to be one on the ninth. So everybody, Taryn's actually a grandmother. You can call me Granny. I'm 16, and I'm a grandmother. <laughs> Basically. I love that vine. I do, too. It's the girl. best. Anything else? No. Uh. We are full of it today. Just <laughs> nothing's going on. Nope. I should. I, should we sing another Hamilton song? <laughs> Angelica. That's what I was gonna sing. Uh, see, sister, we're sisters. <laughs> we're si- welcome to episode eight, and we're sisters. <laughs> In case you got, forgot the memo or didn't get the memo, maybe somebody didn't get it, but maybe somebody forgot it. Okay, you're right. I've read plenty of memos at work and forgot them. I forget everything. That's true. (laughs) I was going to try and like breeze past that, but no, you forget everything. Should I start? We're on number eight, baby. I love these even even. numbers. All right. Even I'm odd. This is a a weird thing I'm going to talk about. Mine's very random. I don't even know what this is. Can I just preface by saying this week was hard. Is it because we were together so much? I really wasn't on my phone. When I went through my history, I was like, what? I think because we were celebrating so much, like we were actually not like vegging and watching TV, it's which true. is when I Google a lot. True. I think that that's right because I just did not have that many things. Nothing that interesting happened. So I've been keeping like a backlog. Same. But I need to put in my backlog why I Googled that. Because yep. this week I picked something from my backlog and I was like, I don't know why I Googled this. I, I should probably <laughs> do the same because I was going through mine and I had to re-Google the name of this person. I was like, this person just must have shown up after I Googled something. I don't even know who it is. Still don't. I didn't actually do it. I'm just <laughs> lying to myself. <laughs> So this is a great example of what happens when I don't Google very much in a week, but a mutual acquaintance of Taryn and I's is getting married in Whitefish, Montana this week. Yeah. Uh, We just happen to know that this couple is getting married. Um, But Whitefish is Taryn and I's favorite place on earth. It's beautiful. We love Montana. But they posted a picture of them on the girls' Facebook of them at 
Glacier National Park. Aww. So I was thinking, oh, what a pretty place to have a wedding. And I don't think they're actually getting married in Glacier, but where they were, I was just like, oh, I want to see pictures of people getting married in Glacier. So I looked it up. It's beautiful and stunning, of course. They're just perfect. I'm, if I were to ever get married, I would get married in Glacier National Park. I, I'm just like dying to Google images. They're stunning. You know it's the prettiest. I gotta use that foot. <laughs> we're, we got a mic down. <laughs> Listen, we're having mic issues left and right. You guys know how Sheridan likes to bonk her teeth while recording? Oh She's trying God. to do After it again. this episode, don't let me forget I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> this is not appropriate for the internet world. <laughs> As space people can hear about this. <laughs> oh, we watched War of the Worlds. Oh, wait, you're starting your story. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Taryn, did you know that three years ago this month is when we were in Glacier? Mm, it was so long ago. I know. It was definitely one of the best experiences. It, it was the best experience. I would love to go back soon. Me too. Um, But... I'm going to tell you a little bit about the chalets of Glacier. Oh. Yeah. So I felt like we didn't really experience those as much. We saw one of them, I what think. What is it? <laughs> I went to Glacier alone, I guess. What's a chalet? Those were the buildings that they made for people who were coming as tourists. They could stay in them, like oh, cabin type buildings. Yeah, we never really saw those because they're off the beaten path. Yes. And we weren't going to chalets. Definitely not going to chalets. So... The first one is the Sperry Chalet, and the Sperry Chalet was built in 1913 by the Great Northern Railway, oh. and it was open to the public the following year. And the Dining Chalet was built in 1915. The chalets were built out of native rock, and they survived in this rugged environment relatively unchanged. So the chalet and the glacier are named after Dr. Lyman B. Sperry of Oberlin College, who scouted for scenic attractions on behalf of the Great Northern Railway. Sperry was the leader of the first party to reach the glacier in 1896. He also oversaw the construction of the, rail, of the trail that provided access to the glacier from the Lake McDonald Lodge. The Sperry Trail, constructed in 1902 and 1903, by college boys from Minnesota was likely the first organized trail building effort in the park. And I know you all know I'm not going to get paid for this advertisement for Glacier National Park, <laughs> but I do want you all to know it's really pretty nice at this Sperry Chalet. So an overnight stay includes a sit down dinner and breakfast and they pack you a lunch for your hike back down the mountain Aww, the next day. For the bears. For the bears to eat you. <laughs> Taryn and I experienced a lot of things, and we are very smart about it now. So, although there are... <laughs> we are, know everything. Although there's no electricity on the premises, the cozy dining room does have a wood stove and a propane lights. But propane lights and candles are not allowed in the guest rooms because it can burn them down. So, you have to use flashlights if you go. The second one Wait, is... Wait, you can stay there right now, and if you go into the room... If there's, you stay the night there, you had to use a flashlight. Yeah, there's no electricity. Okay, this still. place is fucking haunted. First of all, <laughs> sorry, I dropped the f bomb. But if I'm staying, you dropped the g bomb, ghost. <laughs> sorry, I meant the g word. Sorry, <laughs> we can say fucking. You just can't say ghost. <laughs> 
Could you imagine staying in a place that was built in 1915 yep. and you can't have light? They're like, welcome. Did the bears attack you? If not, we have ghosts waiting. We have ghost bears. Ghost. <laughs> Cocaine bears. <laughs> Off topic. The second chalet is the Granite Park Chalet. And compared to the other one, it is really just basic. It's the basic bitch of the two. <laughs> there is nothing there. There's no amenities. It's just 12 guest rooms, and each one has two to six bunk beds. There is no electricity, and there is only one common area for the kitchen that has a propane stove. Do not let this deter you from visiting because this place has one of the best views. It's perched on the edge of an alpine meadow, and it overlooks the McDonald Valley and has a bird's eye view of Heaven's Peak. Mm. So even though it's probably the most terrifying experience to get there, it's a good payoff in the end. Um, this one was also built at the same time and um, by the Great Northern Railway. And it was, um, these were built to kind of bring in the tourists. So the Great Northern Railway sold this, um, sold the chalets to the National Park Service in 1954 for a pricely sum of, would you like to guess? Fifty thousand dollars. You were so off. One dollar dollar bill, y'all. What? What? Just one dollar. They're like these chalets are crap. You can have them. Give well, us. Well, they dollar. can't do anything with them because they're on a national park. Exactly. Right? So basically, they just don't want to run them anymore. Yeah. So here, give us a dollar. It's a really good deal, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, at <laughs> one dollar, it is a very good deal. <laughs> There was a total of nine chalets in Glasher. Continue. There was a total of nine chalets in Glacier National Park at one point. But what happened to the other seven? Mm. Is this where the story gets interesting? Nope. (laughs) But I promise it does. I was just kidding. I am actually very interested. What happened to the other seven? (laughs) Can't wait to hear your story. Egg salad. My story is good. The president of the Great Northern Railway, Louis W. Hill, began building a number of hotels and chalets throughout the park as a way of promoting tourism. These buildings were modeled on Swiss architecture as part of Hill's plan to portray Glacier as the American Alps or America's Switzerland. That's so funny. And because I remember I was like, it's like we're in the Alps. It's true. Or the sound of music, which isn't that the Alps? I think so. Don't, Probably don't, should look that no. up. <laughs> Geography is not my, or at least mountain range. It is the Swiss Alps. Because they escape into Switzerland. So it's oh, got to be the Alps. Switzerland. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this included included in this project was a network of the nine European-style chalets. And um, the guests could hike or ride to one of these chalets in less than a day's ride. So this is what happened to the other seven. The first chalet to meet its demise was Gunsight Lake when it was destroyed by an avalanche in 1916. The many glacier chalets were burned down during the massive Heaven's Peak forest fire of 1936. During World War II, the remainder of the chalets were closed. 
The lack of use during the war years forced reassessments of the facilities, and by 1944, park officials agreed that the St. Mary Chalet was no longer necessary and was subsequently destroyed. Similarly, the chalets at Cut Bank and Sun Point were regarded as beyond repair and an eyesore and were destroyed by, by 1949. And finally, the use for lodging at Two Medicine was raised and burned in 1956. So that just leaves the other two chalets, and they remained because of the native materials that they were used in building them. Now, I'm going to tell you something spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting. (laughs) So this is not really that scary, but um, (laughs) the ghost stories of Glacier National Park. There are a lot of stories that happen at the Belton Hotel or the Belton Chalet in Glacier, but the spookiest stories happen at the Lake McDonald Lodge. I knew it. Here. I called that. I know. I was like, well, she dropped the F-bomb, but no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here, a woman is dressed in old-fashioned clothing, has been spotted by security guards and a night auditor many times. She's seen looking out the lobby windows that open to the lakeside veranda. Many many gayists have heard the (laughs) terrible... I can't talk today. Many guests have heard the terrible, loud argument of a couple that isn't really there. Mm. And sometimes late at night, guests and hotel employees will feel unmistakable feeling of fingers running through their hair. Ew. I think it feels good. (laughs) Keep going, ghost. Lower, lower. I couldn't really find any firsthand experiences with the ghost. Because, you know, I like a good ghost story. I wanted to hear some, like, real things. But I really couldn't find anything. So, there were a few stories that I found really intriguing. So, a new sub-story is starting now. Oh. I know. I started all this research and nothing great was popping up. But this was good. So, this story happens in Glacier National Park. Um, And it's not really that strange or mysterious. But it does show the dangers posed if you go solo hiking in the wilderness. Even experienced, well-prepared outdoors people can succumb to drowning, bears, mountain lions, or fatal falls. So this story is about Jack Cole Kreiser. He was 19. He left for Logan Pass for a day hike in the Glacier National Park on July 28, 2012. He was working as a seasonal employee at Lake McDonald Lodge, and it was his first year working in the National Park. And if you remember, like when we went, we met a lot of like college kids yeah. who were just there for the summer and a lot of foreigners come and a lot just of foreigners yeah so Chrysler planned on hiking a trail known as the floral park traverse a route that begins at logan pass and ends at the sperry chalet trailhead near lake mcdonald lodge but that was the last day that he was seen alive <sighs> the day after he disappeared a large ground and aerial search was launched in the hidden uh, between hidden lake and avalanche lake which lasted eight days, but found few clues other than boot prints. How long was the hike? I actually didn't find out how long, but it was only... So do you remember we actually did Logan's Pass hike? That's where we went up to the mountain, or mm-hmm. the snow on the mountain, and yeah. the go- mountain goats. Yeah. Um. So it was that same hike, but I think when I looked at the picture, it was just like further than what yeah. we actually accomplished. So back to where I was. Um, so all they could find were the boot prints. An average of 50 people were reportedly it's searching. 12 miles. Exactly what I said. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's all right. No, I'm glad you looked it up. An average of 50 people were reportedly searching for him each day. Mm. His body was eventually found by hikers southwest of Hidden Lake on September 13th, 2012. So that was about a month and a half after he had gone missing. And he was submerged in about four inches of water in a small waterfall drainage running between two cliff bands. Did he fall? That's what they assume. Okay. This water would have been higher at the time of his disappearance and would have obscured his body from searchers. Prior to the autopsy, the officials believe that the likely cause of his death was trauma caused by a fall into water. Flathead County Sheriff Chuck Curry said that the water would have been several feet deep and running very fast in July and at a temperature of just above freezing. He believed that Chrysler slipped trying to cross the drainage, which would have been about 20 feet wide. Yeah, a little too far to just kind of hop over. So um, the cause of his death was found to be exposure caused by hypothermia or submerged cold water drowning. Mm. So drowning is the number one cause of death in Glacier National Park. And hikers are encouraged to travel in groups. I wanted to tell that story because, one, I'm fascinated by stories like that because I like a little mystery. Like, I'm sure he was just trying to go, but sometimes I'm like, was he trying to get away from a bear or something? But No, I thought the same thing. And then number two, I just really think it's important to understand how much planning goes into these big trips. And unfortunately, it was his first summer working there. He didn't realize how many... That he needed to plan and that he needed to take people with him. But well, remember in Yellowstone, the that girl was like, "We're in bear country." Oh, right. And she was working in West Yellowstone. Uh, that's terrifying. So I just really feel like I'm promoting people to visit Glacier, and I 100% am. But just be careful. Always go with a group. Get bear bells. Bear bells. Because it's spray. hard to be loud the whole time you're on a hike. It's true. You're like, I just need to breathe and not talk. But we try to talk a lot when we are on our hikes. But when we did the Logan's Pass um, that I was talking about earlier, uh, it was like very clearly marked. There Lots were tons of, ter- of people. Tourists. T- not terrorists. Territory people. <laughs> not terrorists. Um, but so it was really. It's a popular s- hike. It was a popular hike. It was really popular. Now so. we only went like two miles because we had Miller and she was just a baby then. Yeah. So he just went off on his own and he never made it back. I have, as you know, I've always been fascinated and like envious of people who aren't scared to go do things like that yeah i read a few yep i did i read a few more stories another one was about a guy and his girlfriend they were planning this 96 mile hike across glacier and there are i think if i remember it correctly there's 700 miles worth of hiking in glacier which is just bananas but they were going to do this 96 mile one i don't know and he also died on his hike but his was his was pretty standard i mean that sounded weird his was not as interesting to me i guess it was just like he died how (laughs) that's what i mean like they didn't say anything about it like they didn't go into the report they were like like, had a heart attack (laughs) sure let's make up a story about this guy (laughs) so bear was chasing him you brought it up (laughs) i was just saying like this happens a lot but you know anyway also, this one talked about drowning, and drowning was the number one. I believe that. Yeah. Um. You know, Devin and I went last year mm-hmm. for my birthday, Uh, and we flew out on my birthday, so on June 19th, and we got there. We couldn't even go up the going to, no, going to the Sun Road. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there was a huge blizzard. It was cloudy every single day we were there. It was awful. That's so bad. Because in June, I know. So wild. To you think have about to that. go at the end of July to be safe. Yeah. Um, the prettiest skies I've ever seen, though, man. The best place, seriously. We went to um, astronomy night. Yes. Beautiful. And. Those guys probably thought I was insane. Do you remember how I was freaking out? So they brought these Tell these guys, these two guys show up, and they have these giant. I thought they were going to bring out little tiny telescopes that I. No, these were legit telescopes. These are like as big as I am telescopes, like human size. Wait, you're a human? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you could literally see. Every detail. Literally. On po- literally on- every detail. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so fun. I had never seen a planet like that before. So I have a problem when I look into telescopes, I guess. I can't ever see anything. But this night, I actually could see stuff. It was amazing. It was incredible. So again. And dry- we were so tired. It was like. <sighs> Miller we was asleep at- in the car, remember? Yeah. It was like we had been at Disney World all day. That was a. Yeah. Glacier is a lot. You need a few days. You need. Probably more than a few days, but it's sleeping <laughs> so you can stay up because it takes forever to get dark there. That's true. That's a good point. So you got to these s- tips and tricks. We know <laughs> we can plan your trip to Glacier. It doesn't don't get drowned. It doesn't get dark till like 11. And I don't think we realized that. No. Remember, we were going to stay at that one diner. We're like, we'll just stay here for a few hours. Yeah. And we're like, how much Huckleberry <laughs> ice cream can we eat? A lot, but it was really fun. I loved it. Well, anyways, I kind of wanted to reminisce about. I glacier. know. I um, blocked the trip Devin and I took and focus on our trip. I also took. blocked that trip that you and Devin <laughs> took. Rude. You didn't miss anything, though. Idaho, we should really go to northern Idaho. Okay. It was gorgeous because we flew into Spokane, drove over. Did you see a lot of potatoes? No, it was like mountainous. It was gorgeous. There's mountains of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you ready for mine? I'm more than ready. <laughs> Go to Glacier, guys. So, as I said earlier, I can't really remember why I decided to Google this, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And I Googled the power of positive thinking. Oh, nice. This sounds good. (laughs) This has some twists and turns that I was not, I did not foresee. Okay. (laughs) So this is a book from 1952 by Norman Vincent Peale. It's about how to have a positive attitude and claims that you will have a more satisfying life with his practices. Oh, absolutely. Never read this book. (laughs) (laughs) Some people like Tony Robbins, you know, the guy from Shallow How? Of course. uh, Have made lifelong careers out of positive the positive thinking movement. Now I'm tempted to go down the Tony Robbins hole, but I will stay on track. But we should watch I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix. Also, why not go off on these weird... My story today was the most uh, random story ever. You might hear about him later. Okay. At a later episode. Oh, okay. I also really want to watch Shallow Hal. Also, Tony Robbins makes a very brief cameo in The Cable Guy. Yes, he does. (laughs) I also saw Pitbull, I believe, on Tony Robbins' website. Again, the twist, the turns. (laughs) So what is positive thinking? Well, according to Tony's website, positive thinking is an emotional and mental attitude that focuses on the good and expects results that will benefit you. 
It's about anticipating happiness, health, and success, essentially training yourself to adopt an abundance mindset and cultivate gratitude for your own success and those of others. Just who has time to do that every day? (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to like you know, start off with like kind of what modern idea of positive thinking is. Okay. Um, And now I'm going to tell you about Peel's top 10 rules of positive thinking. Nice. (laughs) Okay. These are the rules I'm going to live by. So (laughs) we'll get ready because it gets intense. (laughs) You have to eat four dozen (laughs) boiled eggs in the morning. (laughs) So pick number one, picture yourself succeeding. Number two, done. Think a positive thought to drown out a negative thought. That's really hard to do. Okay. <laughs> Number three, minimize obstacles. Number four, do not attempt to copy others. Uh, too late. Number five, repeat if God be for us, who can be against us? No. Ten <laughs> times. No. Every day. Uh, okay, listen, I'm not against people saying that ten times every day. Every day. Um, <laughs> Maybe once a week. <laughs> Just no. a lot of things. That's a lot of time. Like I said, who has time for this? Number six, work with a counselor. Number seven, repeat, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me 10 times every day. What point of the day do I have to do these? <laughs> Whenever you're feeling negative. Oh, good. <laughs> Number eight, develop a strong self-respect. Number nine, Affirm that you are in God's hands. And number 10, believe you receive power from God. Wow. <laughs> Some of the techniques from Peel's book include visualizations, affirmations, inspirational readings, and clearing one's mind. Peel was very close to President Nixon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Ronald Reagan awarded him for his work in theology. Can you see where this is going? Yeah. Can you see how big my eyes are right now? It's kind of how I feel when people are like, I like Trump because he's a Christian. That's how I feel about him liking Nixon. Trump is a huge fan of Peel. Oh, I He actually went to his church. Oh, I was kidding. This is crazy. (laughs) So Peel came under lots of criticism the moment the book was published by several mental health experts. Some even calling him a con man and a fraud. Yeah, one of his rules was not to copy anybody else. Sounds like he was copying, I don't know, Jesus. <laughs> now I have to speak up for Mr. Peel here. I mean, it was 1950, and though mental health was making some headway, I'm pretty sure people were still getting lobotomies. I would go for a lobotomy right about now. <laughs> <laughs> but there were also actually really strong arguments, like... Almost all the experts and many of the testimonials that Peel quotes as supporting his philosophy are unnamed, unknown, and unsourced. Okay. Examples include a famous psychologist, a two-page letter from a practicing physician. Named Sheridan Zuniga. (laughs) And another famous psychologist, or maybe even a prominent citizen of New York City. In dozens, if not hundreds, more unverified viable quotations oh my a second he did not cite his sources no he didn't and these doctors are coming at him oh good um a second major accusation is that he attempted to hide that his techniques are total oops <laughs> that his techniques are actually a well-known form of hypnosis and that he his attempts to persuade his readers to follow his beliefs through a combination of false evidence and self-hypnosis 
disguised by the use of terms, which may sound less intimidating to the reader, like techniques, methods, and prayers. Peel defended himself with, and I quote, My theological practice and strategy was directed more at self-analysis, forgiveness, character development, and growth. One psychiatrist, R.C. Murphy, writes, Self-knowledge, in Mr. Peel's understanding, is unequivocally bad. Self-hypnosis is good. Hmm, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. A third major criticism is that Peel's philosophy is based on exaggerating the fears of his readers and followers, and that his ex- that this exaggerated fear inevitably leads to aggression and the destruction of those considered negative. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. This did get a little dark. I know. It's deep. Uh, Harvard scholar Donald Myers writes, The mastery Peel speaks of is not the mastery of skills or tasks, but the mastery of fleeing and avoiding one's own negative thoughts. Okay. And I have to say I completely agree with this one. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. I have someone in my life who completely avoids all so-called negative topics. So much so that you can't even have a comfortable conversation with them. I like to think I'm a relatively positive person, but there's something unnatural about not talking about our daily challenges. Yeah, definitely. Like, just talk about it. Even if it's a little negative, it's like venting. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's one thing to say, okay, this sucks. I'm going to turn it around and here's how versus nothing bad is going on. And then just sticking your head in the sand. Wow. There's a comfortability in that. It doesn't help you grow, though. No. And it doesn't help you connect either. Because if, like, everything's hunky-dory, and then the one person's like, not really. Listen, I live my life on a daily basis where everything's hunky-dory, and then I just explode one day. (laughs) That's Devin. Same. Peel gained lots of criticism from his theological crowd, too. One specifically, theologian... Reinhold Nibor That's a good name. said, this new cult is dangerous. Uh-oh. Anything which corrupts the gospel hurts Christianity, and it hurts people too. <sighs> it helps them to feel good while they are evading the real li- issues of life. Now, I didn't mean to get back into cults on this one. <laughs> and honestly... Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't think this... I do think this guy is being a little extreme on the, like, Christianity side. Yeah. But he's also still not wrong. Yeah. Now, if I haven't turned you off yet, I may have the nail for the coffin. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> he was anti-Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean... What do you mean he's anti-Kennedy? Well, he... When Kennedy was running for president, there was an evangelical group that was put together. The Westboro Baptist Church? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically all the same stuff that is going on in today's politics. Evangelicals are scared Dems are going to take away their religious rights. Of course. Um, And so he was speaking out against Kennedy during his presidential campaigning. Much like everything else in our society... Fill in the blank has to be left or right. The Republicans love Peel. Six presidents praised him, and though I do think Peel played a part in the political division of the power of positive thinking, I don't think his book was intended to be all bad. Extremists aren't everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Can we just all like meet in the middle and shake hands? Yeah, but then it, what fun will it be for this podcast if there are no extremists? That's true. 
who will we talk about then? So this guy who didn't do anything. <laughs> he was just normal. We'll talk about me. He was a mailman. <laughs> hey. Hey. Letter carriers are amazing. Oh, um, okay. Shout out to Mike. Mike, you know who you are. That's enough said. JK, it's my amazing mailman. Okay. I think he really paved the way for people like Tony Robbins or Robin Byron, the author of The Secret. And honestly, I am all about trying to be positive or at least finding the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not for pretending life isn't hard. I think sharing your challenges and perseverances and hard times helps others have a deeper connection and inspirational. Yeah, definitely. Just like being over the top optimistic and not facing reality. I think the same thing for negative people. You have to be able to dust yourself off, make things better and face reality. Definitely. No crutches. No crutches. Things aren't always that bad and things aren't always that good. We're all human. Yeah. So I I have a, a terribly negative person in my life who's just always way and way and way and so I have the positive and the negative. And honestly, they're just the same. That's true. And one more thing before, because I really like what this guy said. Uh, building on the positive psychological movement, M. Scott Peck, MD and author, warns against the dangers of narcissism and character disorder. Oh. Which is blaming others for things that go wrong in their lives. Oh, boy. Here yeah. we go. We don't know anyone like that. No. Uh, Peck defines sound mental health as a dedication to reality at all costs. This includes tolerance for delayed gratification, the pain of problem solving, and the willingness and ability to take responsibility for mistakes. Mm -hmm. Peck's 1979 bestseller, The Road Less Traveled, clarifies that pain is unavoidable. It is the attempt to avoid all pain that results in greater pain and an inability to grow mentally and spiritually. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of that Modest Mouse quote or song. It goes, without the, uh, what's he say? A wild pack of family dogs. <laughs> that one? No. <laughs> he says, without without all the pain, you wouldn't know what beauty is. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I've always loved that quote because, especially in your early 20s, you know, you're growing so much and everything sucks and you know, early 20s. How about early 30s? What? <laughs> Did I say that out loud? And that's the story of the power of positive thinking. Did you hear? I just had the most negative <laughs> thought ever. And that was the power of positive thinking. I got a lot of my information or all of my information from Wikipedia with a few snippets from Tony Robbins website. I love it. Good job. Thanks. I should probably start telling where I'm getting my info from, huh? Maybe just like briefly. La- last time it was from history.com. Today was from 500 different websites. So <laughs> I will do that next week. I had a lot of quotes in mind today. So that's why I was so like fumbly. It's hard to read d- direct quotes. It's true. I know. I believe that. I have a hard time with that too. But also when you were reading at one point, I was thinking of this time <laughs> that I loved in school when we had to do round robin reading. It was like after every paragraph or whatever the next kid would read. And you were reading just like so perfectly thank you you're welcome i i'm an okay reader (laughs) thank goodness i i just think positive thoughts about my reading when we go into recording and i just do great you're like i can do all things through god that strengthens me i can do all things through god that strengthens me (laughs) 10 more times or eight more times i was gonna say math 
is we're good at reading. We're not good at mathing. You're great at mathing. Thank you. You're great at <laughs> sciencing. You're great at things. Are you, are you great at tiny googs? Um, I'm normally better at tiny googs than this week, but I have a couple. I have a couple. Okay. The first one is Dutch braids. Dutch braids. <laughs> Taryn and I are the sweetest sisters. We braid each other's hair. So we were braiding each other's hair for the 4th of July. And she decided that she wanted to look up how to braid on top. Right? Yeah. So I can French braid with the braid underneath. Yeah. Ladies and braiders will know what I'm talking about. They will or they won't? Will. Oh, I thought you said they won't. I was like, I think they will. I beg to differ. <laughs> this is my tiny goog. I think they will know. No. I, anyways, I just typed it in and we figured out that it's called Dutch braids. That's all. Sheridan had to use... I needed four arms. Oh, Sheridan used my her mouth and her hand. Forgot about that part. She's like, where does this piece go? And then all of a sudden she would just shove a pe- giant strand of my hair in my mouth. I was like... It's my hair. I can't be mad about this. But anyways, if you need to look it up, it's called Dutch Braids. They're really cute. Taryn did a great job. I, I think I, I did pra- good. I need to practice them yeah. so I can make you look They're good. They're cute, yeah. You look fly, though. Well, I Googled um, what we do in the shadows. It is a vampire... What's it? Show? Yeah. Documentary. <laughs> Docu-series? It's a, a fake docu-series, though. What's it called? Mock, you do- a mock- mockumentary? <laughs> mockumentary? It's a mockumentary about vampires. That sounded way better than when I was saying it. <laughs> and I am the one who told you what it's called. And they have multiple directors, but two were worth mentioning. Yes. Jemaine Clement. Yay! From Flight of the Concords. Huge fan. He I- also was the crab on Moana. Nice and Which, shiny. And. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Taika? Taika? Watiti? Yeah, I think you did a great job. The director, Jojo Rabbit, and who is also a Maori person. Yes. All the way connected back to and episode one. Jermaine, Jermaine is from New Zealand as well. Yes. So I don't know, like... If they have a bond because they're both from New Zealand. I mean, that's like saying, oh, my cousin's from Oklahoma. Do you know her? But still. <laughs> we probably do. <laughs> that's the thing. It's true. I mean, even the Kennedys crashed in our cousin's backyard. Exactly. Everything relates back to each other. But yeah, I just thought, oh, that's funny. We've done so many episodes so, about them. Yeah. Well, not about them, but it all kind of goes together. Okay, so... I also had a look up this week. If you're craving this, you should eat that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was craving sweets really bad all week. Uh I just couldn't stop thinking about. It's because you have been feeding your sugar addiction all week with your birthday celebration. It was running rampant. I was thinking, I want cookie dough, but I want cookies and cream ice cream shoved inside of that, inside of a brownie, you know, just like the most awful sweet things. But normally I really like savory and salty things. So I thought that was kind of weird that I was just needing sweets so So what did your thing say so I found a chart that told me that if I'm wanting sweets really bad I really need chromium Uh sulfur Uh and tryptophan tryptophan Uh you know what it's called yeah so I was like I don't know what that means so I needed to eat 
broccoli, cabbage, beans, kale, cranberries, or grapes. None of that sounds good. You know, and when I, I'm a pretty good eater, I'm yeah. not that picky. I I like all of those things. I don't like kale. I'm not. Listen, a cow. you're right. I don't like kale. If I want a brownie, the last thing I want is broccoli. I don't know. I I literally love broccoli. I literally love broccoli. You know what else I literally love? Brussels sprouts. Mm, that was on my meal plan, but I couldn't find any. So that's it. I I have the chart. Uh, maybe I'll post it or something. If you're craving something else, it also tells you all the other things. But well, uh, I googled fly fishing in Arkansas. Really? So Devin and I are gonna do a little weekend getaway, and I like randomly said, "Oh man, I never went fly fishing in Glacier or something like that." <laughs> oh, I'm not Brad Pitt, <laughs> and a river runs through it. <laughs> and De- we were talking about going to Arkansas and staying in a cabin. And Devin's like, why don't we go fly fishing? So we've been researching places to go. And with like a instructor or you just oh, wing no. it? <laughs> no, we have You're to all... have an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably fake it, but... Everybody on the river is like staring at you and you're like, hey, you got waders. Yeah. You're going to wear them? Yeah. If they have them for me. I'm scared if I catch a fish though. Because I don't really... Ten. I think I want to release it. No, you got to eat it. No. You got to eat it. No. Okay, I'm just going to say you have to eat it. No, I can can release it. You thought I was going to say something else, but I'm just staying on the same argument. So, yeah, those are my tiny googs. Well, very good. I hope you do go fly fishing. I want to see pictures of you and waders, and, like, I hope you, like, hook Devin in the mouth with it or something. Oh, I don't. What? Something about Mary? I don't want to mess that pretty face up. He he has a beard. You'll never notice. It'll just be a stained red beard for a while. (laughs) That got creepy fast. I like it. Me too. Okay. Well, um, till next week. Till next week. Goodbye. 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 Work, work. Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy, the Skyler sisters. sisters.